I'm going to get back to your calls in a minute here. I have with me uh, Reverend Gregory Drumright. Reverend Gregory Drumright. He's a senior minister at uh, Citadel Church and Campus Ministries in uh, North Carolina. And, and, um, and uh, the Reverend participated in some rallies during this last whole Black Lives Matter situation and others. So I, I wanted to talk to him about that and other things. Uh, Reverend Drumright, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Good morning to all of you out there on the West Coast and your listeners around the world. I'm glad to be here. Yes, sir. And I got to ask, how long have you been a Reverend? Well, this is my 24th, 22nd year uh, in public pulpit ministry, and I've been ordained for 20 of those years, and I've been pastoring for 18 of those years. Amazing. And did you, were you called by God, or did you have to go to school to become a, a, a reverend? <laughs> uh, I would hope that everyone who uh, is operating in the Lord's ministry uh, is called by the Lord firstly. Not all ministers um, go to uh, schooling. Uh, some of them, uh, such as the early apostles, um, believe that the Holy Spirit, which is a teacher of all things, um, has, has given them the gift and, and the instruction. However, um, I do hold a Master's of Divinity degree from Wake Forest University, one of the top five schools of divinity in the country. So if you were called by God, why did you have to go to school to get a degree? You know, that is a, a beautiful question that I, I invite. Um, I'm glad you asked me because it gives me an opportunity to answer. So I uh, began, I was licensed in 1998 and I was ordained an elder in the year 2000. And in the year 2003, uh, I established the Citadel Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. I only shared those dates to help you to know that it was in 2015, after I had been pastoring for more, uh, somewhere around 15 years at that time, that I pursued a master's in degree, divinity degree. I wouldn't say that I had to. Um, I would say that I, at that time, and, and I'm grateful, um, for the, the leading and the direction towards that way, I wanted to do everything I could do um, to be even more learned, um, to be even more exposed and to broaden um, my theological understanding. What did you learn in school that God was not able to teach you? I wouldn't say that uh, I learned things in divinity school that God was not able to teach me. Um, what divinity school offered me was an opportunity to hone the things, uh, to hone my ministry practice. It's almost like, um, you know, a, a NFL or NBA or hockey or a soccer recruit um, that has grown in their own strength and grown in their own agility um, that is going to another dimension, you know, in their professionality. And everything that they have garnered and gained in the experience, 
um, and the training that they bring into it has brought them into the opportunities that actually open broader doors. And so um, going to divinity school is, is just like going to the next level. Um, it wasn't so much that it exposed me to things that the Holy Spirit did not expose me to, but it helped me to shape my theological prowess and hone in on those. Uh, so when you say it took you to the next level, is that a level above God? Uh, you're, you're asking some really easy questions. I thought you was going to hit me with some hard stuff this morning. Uh, no, no, I, I couldn't. I, I personally believe that God is too big. He, God is too great for us to ever know the end of God. I think that God is, is the wisdom of God confounds even the wise, the most wise of man. And so I would never allege that, uh, it, it, it took me to a place where God could not take me. Um, one of the things that it did is it, it also brought me, uh, centered me in the beloved community. When I went to Divinity School, bro, I was studying with people who, without being brought into that community, I would have never touched. I was studying with people from all aspects of life from all cultures, orientations. In Divinity School, um, I was studying with transgender people. Uh, in Divinity School, I was, I was studying with people um, from, from Africa, people from Egypt. Um, and, and I don't mean remotely. I mean, we're all in the same classroom. And those are the experiences that the School of Divinity at Wake Forest uh, Help me. Amazing. So let me ask, do you love white people? Yes, I do. And why would do you why would you participate with Black Lives Matter if you love white people? Well, I love white people because I love all people. Um, and there is no discriminant. But why would no you participate with Black Lives Matter if you love white people? Black Lives Matter hate white people. Black Lives Matter is not a hate mantra. Why are they uh, burning and destroying and uh, <laughs> killing cops and all that? But let me Black ask. Lives. Let me ask mm -hmm. this first. Um, mm -hmm. uh, well, you give me you opportunity support, to do you support. Do you support Black Lives Matter? I support Black Lives Matter because I believe that Black Lives Matter. Do you um, know that they, Black Lives Matter was founded by a bunch of fat, black, radical lesbians who hate God, who hate the nuclear family, who hate men, unborn children? They are uh, 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 um, communist, socialist society of people. They, they have no morals, no value. They hate white people and everybody. Are you familiar with that? I know that what you just said is not true. And that's why I have no well, issue. Well, they said it themselves. They have it on this website. I think they've taken it down now because so many people brought it out. But it's something they said. I'm not making it up. And what, what, the, what your listeners need to understand about Black Lives Matter is that it is not a centralized organization. Um, it, is, it is a mantra. It is not a centralized organization that where people such as myself and other organizers receive marching orders from the founders whose uh, views and whose persons. Uh, You're not have, being honest right now. 
have been sen sensationalized. Well, I actually am being honest. No, you're not being honest. I don't I, and I have I don't interviewed any marching orders. I've I don't interviewed them here. From the founders of Black Lives Matter. I've Man. interviewed them here on the show. It's an mm -hmm. organization founded by a bunch of, bunch of fat black radical lesbians, and you people are supporting them. I and so, and the way that you're supporting them by deceiving yourselves and saying mm -hmm. that, oh, it's not a movement. It's not, a, no, it's not an organization. It is an organization, but you people are lying to yourself because you want to support evil while pretending that you're supporting good. Well, actually, that's not true, and that's not where I stand. And I'm, I'm a little disturbed at even your first adjective for uplifting the founders of Black Lives Matter. Uh, you, you're calling them fat? Fat, black, radical, lesbians. Yeah, I, I just, I, I would not want to have anything to do with any, um, anyone or any entity uh, that's actually spewing that kind of hate because that's not what we stand How for. How is that hate? That's not what I stand for. And I really don't understand uh, how uh, how someone's size, body shaming, has anything to do with the work that we're doing in communities all across America. What do you mean I by also, body shaming? I also, I also represent an organization um, that is nonviolent. Um, an organization that is a peaceful movement, an organization that has... Which organization is that? Protests. Which is... Uh, my organization, Justice for the Next Generation. And what you and your viewers need to understand is that Black Lives Matter is not a centralized organization. It is not an organization where we receive marching orders. I'm not signed up on any listserv I don't have any membership credentials. Whether you admit Black it or not, Matter. you support I Black Lives Matter. That Black Lives Matter. I believe that. And that is why I am supportive of a movement that also believes that Black Lives Matter. Because for far too long, Black lives have not mattered. In Only America. to Black people. Oh, well, I, I don't believe that's true because black people did not write the laws that made it illegal. But why are they killing one another? They killed each other like black 90 going. Black people did not write why the do laws they kill themselves? around slavery and Jim Crow. Black people did not write the laws around hey, hey. suppression. And so I definitely don't believe that black lives haven't mattered to if black black lives matters to black people while they killing one another. Uh, like 90 going north in every major city, inner city around the country. They are uh, uh, robbing and raping and murdering and they kill children and, while they're sitting in their room. But I want to ask you about two things real fast. I want to ask you about, so y your organization held a rally, a march in, uh, what was that county? Uh, Alamance County, North Carolina. That was your organization doing that, right? It was justice and, for the next generation. Right. You should say our name, brother. You should say our name. And it was too. I, I understand you're reading from a script, but I, I hope that you would know a little bit more about the people that you're interviewing. And it, it was um, it was what was the purpose of that rally? The purpose of that rally was to lead people to the polls to vote and also to organize and advocate against white supremacy that is happening in Alamance County and all over the country. And so uh, was it a peaceful rally? We are a peaceful organization, nonviolent. Um, and so therefore anything that we plan is gonna be intended 
uh, with peaceful actions. And so peaceful was purpose. that a p- peaceful rally that you held that day? I, I did just answer your question. Is that a yes? I did just answer your question. I asked you, was that rally a peaceful rally? What did you say? We are a peaceful nonviolent I didn't ask you if you are a peaceful And any event that we plan, Mr. Peterson, is going to be in, is, is going to be executed with peaceful operation and directive. I want to play that uh, a little portion of that rally from that you guys held, and I want to know what was peaceful about it. Here's the soundbite. Where is the peace in that rally you guys held? Well, actually, it seems like you have played a clip that um, has been seen, not just heard, seen around the world. It made not only national, but global attention because the officers that are charged to protect and serve actually um, used excessive force and tear gas and pepper spray uh, to suppress our rally, which actually resulted in uh, voter suppression. Po- folks didn't make it to the polls uh, because the police interrupted our peaceful rally that had been going on for more than an hour. Where is the peace in those black people fighting cops and carrying on in that way? And the police, according to the News Observer, police asked Reverend Don Wright group to not block the street. Police had to remove the group for blocking the street and for getting out of control. Where is the peace in black people carrying on like that? Mr. Peterson, I would hope that you would have enough respect for me to say my name as is Drumright. Oh, Drumright. Uh, okay. Sorry about yeah. that. Um, and it is unfortunate that you have alleged that black people got out of control. If your viewers could see the clip. They that can you see it. The world sees it. Extracted, extracted. Then you would see that our marchers was not just black folks. It was black and white and Hispanic uh, and Latino. So you feel and better so- about it knowing that other races are a part of it? I feel better about your listeners and your viewers knowing the truth. And you have uplifted as if that that this was some black hate group. Um, You're alleging that you are uh, spinning that narrative. Uh, The News Observer went on to say um, that that the efforts on the behalf of the law enforcement authorities was disparaging. It was suppressing and it was unnecessary use of police force. What was happening was we were we had observed eight minutes and 46 seconds with the Floyd family who was there with us. Um, We observed a memorial, a quiet memorial. And as the police themselves have gone on record to say, they only gave our hundreds of marchers 14 seconds to remove themselves from the street 
before they begin to release tear gas upon our marchers. But that's so, no reason to act up. How many seconds do you need before you get up and leave? He told you that it's been reported. What did you get on the record? It's been reported that they told you guys to move. I'm looking at, oh, let me ask you this. Do, do radical black people like you and others, do you think that normal people don't see? I know you guys like do crazy stuff, but you deny that you're doing it. Do you think normal people don't see what you're doing? Well, I, I'm a normal person and I, you have your opinion about what we do. However, let me say that millions of people around the world seen it. And therefore, thousands of people flew into Graham, North Carolina, drove into Graham, North Carolina. I know Carolina, because black people three days later to stand with us because the whole world seen it and the whole world reacted to it. And there are people around the world that have gone on record. Organizations have sent support. Uh, uh, organizations have disavowed what the police there in Alamance County did. And so the, you're right. People can see for themselves and we have received overwhelming support. I'm not surprised because the only purpose of black people being on earth today is to be used for destruction. If you notice black people don't build, they destroy. So whenever you want to destroy something, you rent a black but if you want a bill, you rent a white. So I'm so not surprised Dixon, that you're uh, getting Ms. support Dixon. from all the evil people around the world because that's your purpose on earth. Black people's purpose is to destroy. They're not of yeah. God. And so is that is your show destructive? Because you, you're, you're a black person too, sir. So I'm black on the outside, show, but white on the inside. Is your show to be destructive since you have alleged that the only purpose I'm not alleging. I'm telling you that that's the way okay. it is. Can right. you name so, me? So is the Jesse Lee Peterson show a destructive uh, entity? Yeah, destructive of evil. I get rid of evil. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because Justice for the Next Generation is advocating against racial inequality and white supremacy, which is an evil in America. Where's white supremacy? <laughs> white supremacy is there in Graham, North Carolina, where, where we stood. Where? Where we stood when when the police used excessive force and tear gas at our rally. There was standing, there is standing there, a tall Confederate monument in the place of where Wyatt Outlaw was hung. This monument was to celebrate the death of Wyatt Outlaw, the first African-American city official who was hung by Confederate operatives in 1870. And instead of Wyatt Outlaw and his legacy and his memory, um, having any any place there in Graham, North Carolina, there stands a Confederate let me, let me ask you this. place. That's where white supremacy is, and white supremacy is also this. all around us. Let me ask you this. I've noticed that people like you and other blacks, um, they're always accusing white people of being white supremacists, right? What is wrong with black men and women that they see white people superior to them. Well, I don't accuse all white people of being anything. But I'm asking as you, why do fact, black people see white people yes. as I, some, that's something than, new I'm, that I'm starting I to hear? Why do black people see white people as superior to them, especially black men? I understand why the women see it, because women are weaker than men, normal men. But why do black men see white men superior, as superior to them? 
you know, it's unfortunate to hear you disparage uh, women at a time where a woman has just been elected as the vice president of the United States. She's not elected I, yet. I definitely don't want your listeners or she anyone. She has not been elected. In, 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 she is the vice president. No, she's not. And I don't want anyone there, there that's are, this interview to think that I would she have is not elected with the things that you are. But I want to know why do black men, males like you and others see white people superior to you? Why do you see it that way? Well, and again, I push back on your on on even the things that your question suggests, because I do not see all white people as a monolith. And I would hope that you, sir, would not see all black people as a monolith. Mm-hmm. However, written in and embedded in American history is the sin of slavery. And slavery was definitely uh, an institution that was created to in, You're not in answering the question. I ask, why do black people? Why do African-American black people see white people superior to them? And therein, you have the origins, as far as America is concerned, of white supremacy. When it's we were just not true. Here, when we were brought over here in as 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 chattel slaves, not even seen as human beings, not even treated as human beings. You sound like therein, one of them. Institution hey. of slavery hey. here hey. in America. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Um, when I was growing up in Alabama under the Jim Crow law, black people were bitching and moaning and complaining and begging and robbing and stealing and killing and burning and and they didn't blame white people because they knew it was good versus evil, right versus wrong. And so black people and white people treated each other the way they would like to be treated. And black people were able to build and do and and get along. They weren't begging and calling white people white supremacists. And they they did very well then. Why can't y'all do that now instead of begging and blaming and trying to take reparations and all that? Why don't, especially with you, you call yourself a preacher. You went to preacher school. Where's God in all this if you're begging and blaming white people? Well, it is important for you to be educated on the fact that it is not us against them. There is, is so uh, much, y'all there, against there them. Is so, there are so many white voices. But they're there are using so you. White scholars. There are so there they're are so using much you. that has been conducted but using you. at the hands and at the intelligence of white people who also understand the institution of white supremacy in America. And it is unfortunate that you would allege that it is black folks that are exclusively uplifting uh, this American horror story of white supremacy. It is. I, I have, I know there are many scholars and many folks. Scholars are dumb. That, 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 scholars that are dumb. Some of the dumbest, most dumbest people on earth today are people with degrees. So it doesn't matter that they have a degree. They are dumber. But let me ask, can you name one place in America where that it is controlled by blacks and most blacks live that it's a beautiful place and everybody want to go live there. Because I've noticed that wherever black people go, they destroy, they don't build. Can you name anywhere in this country where it's controlled by majority black people and majority black people live there and you want to go live there because it's so nice? Well, uh, you know, by your own allegations, uh, Mr. Peterson, you are a part of the problem. You didn't, ask, you didn't answer your, that question. By your own allegations. name one place. By your own allegations. Name one location. You, Prove me by wrong. Your own, 
by your own allegations, where you show up in America every day is disparaged just by your blackness. Now, that's not the truth about my blackness. Name me one, one location where you want to go live and become black people made it nice. America. Name one location. That- is that the institutions of America have kept black and brown people you ought to be from, actually, from actually uh, accessing um, higher education, from accessing public office, from accessing um, all forms and ranks of, of American society, which is why perhaps those locations are very ambiguous to us right now. But what we are doing as a people is that we are using our voice and we are using... But why uh, are the black men carrying on like black women? And we are using organizations hey, like hey. our own justice for the next generation. Why are the black men carrying on? centuries of racial oppression. Why, are, why it is, is it that the black men are, are carrying on like black so women? 20 to 25 minutes of my time and my time is up. Why are black so men carrying on? Like, don't run. Hey, don't run. I'm not running. Yeah, you I are. We you, almost, I have we have, a, we have five minutes left. Of time Why that are black men acting like black women and actually i have another interview to get to wow. so mr peterson thank you so much for this opportunity i wish you and you're your ready best. god bless you my brother why are you ready don't run you gonna get the chicken song he ran oh my god reverend gregory dunright ran senior minister at uh citadel church and campus ministry in North Carolina. Reverend, because you put your tail between your legs and ran, this song is for you. Amazing. Rev, when you all see Reverend Gregory Dunright, a senior minister at uh, Citadel Church and Campus Ministry in North Carolina, ask him why did he put his tail between his legs and ran? How come I look so black on there? <laughs> what? You are black. I ain't that black. The whole thing black. Um, amazing. I wanted to ask him about what was it like going to school, preacher school with a transgender. I wanted to get back to that, but he ran. But thank you, Reverend. I appreciate it. 888-775. Now you see, folks, he could not name one location, one city, town, or state in America where it's controlled by blacks and you want to go live there. Black people don't build. Black people destroy. And the reason they do it because the lack of moral character, the lack of fathers, the lack of men leading the way. And they're blaming white folks. The men are just following the women and blaming. They're blaming. I want to ask about his hair, too. He had a ball on the back. A big ball back there. Oh, I said, what the? But anyway, he's gone. Amber is a first-time caller out of... Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the Jesse Lee Peterson radio show, folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war.
It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it.